Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, good evening. Uh, we're continuing the Sefer uh, Chafetz Chaim. We'll dedicate the shiur in memory of Moshe ben Abraham, and as well, I guess, my grandfather, who's not halal tonight, also uh, David ben Mordech. And as well, all those who have uh, perished in the, uh, the massacre that took place in Eretz Israel. We are in the middle of uh, listing the lavin, the negative commandments that one would transgress if he was to speak Lashon Hara. We've done already 14 of them, and there are 17 in total. <clears throat> so we're going to do the last three today, and maybe if we have time, start uh, even the positive commandments that one would uh, transgress. So number 15 is short. Assuming someone speaks Lashon about an orphan or a widow. Even if they are wealthy. Uh, speaking of their faults in their presence. They would violate another prohibition, which is that you, would, you should not afflict any widow or orphan. Which the Torah cautions not to, dis, to, to cause any distress or any pain to these, uh, the orphans or widows. And the Torah actually tells us what the punishment is going to be to a person who commits that crime. My anger will flare and I will kill you. Hashem is basically saying, I'm going to come after you for <coughs> causing discomfort to uh, an orphan uh, or, or widow. Um, okay. This that was number 15. Number 16. Sometimes a person who speaks Lashonara can also violate the prohibition against flattery. Which according to many Geonim is an actual prohibition. And it's the prohibition of do not corrupt the land. So how does this work? He explains. If, let's say, Reuven speaks Lashon Hara or Rechilut about Levi with the intention of flattering the listener, let's say that Shimon, Reuven already knows that Shimon has something against, he harbors animosity towards Levi. And now, when Reuven says Lashon Hara about Levi, I'm going to make Shimon to be my friend now. That's it. We're gonna, we're gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna flatter him with my comment. Vehu avon pelili. He says this is a terrible sin. Ki hamat mimenu asher eno mekayem mitzvah uchacha. For not only does Reuven fail the the um, to um, the mitzvah of giving rebuke to Shimon, shu mitzvah tased doraita, which is a positive commandment. Leochicho al asinah she beno ben chaverot, because he knows Shimon. You know, has something against Levi. So he should rebuke Shimon and, and correct him. Say, hey, you can't hold the grudge or whatever it is. You have to give him rebuke. Besides the fact that he's not doing that. But with his now demeaning account of, uh, of Levi, he's reinforcing that hatred that Shimon already had for him. 
And therefore, he's going to revisit this hatred, cause Shimon to revisit this hatred over and over again. And now a new dispute can arise, and other problems. Hashem save us. You should know that this prohibition of, uh, of flattery is very common for our many sins. For instance, when Roven speaks again, let's say about Levi, even though the listener Shimon realizes what Shimon, what Reuven said about Levi, who is against Halacha, Shimon is going to nod his head. He's going to show that he's going to be in agreement of this matter. And he's going to. Machalik Lesonoi is going to smooth the matter over with his tongue. He's going to just throw in a few other sentences. Ah, you called, uh, you called Levi uh, a stubborn guy? I'll let you know that he's also a cheater in business. He's just going to throw a few, uh, a few other negative words. You know why? Because the person who started the conversation, so let's say Reuven, often this person is a Baal Bait Chashuv. He's an important guy. Not, not important in like, uh, I'm telling he's just an important guy in the community. People like look up to this person. Okay? And um, he's a prominent person. Shimon may have received favors from him. Or because maybe if he doesn't speak up, then he's going to be considered unintelligent. The Yetzara is going to sway him to speak Lashonara or add more comments simply out of pressure because this person is listening and watching. She askim gam to show approval to Reuven. Reuven approves of his action. Aval Tedachi, you should know, he writes, he's speaking like an Israeli here. Tedachi, you should know my brother. Shezehu be'etzem lav de Chanupa. This is exactly what the prohibition of flattery is. Afilu imrak yosif ezetevot. Even if the listener just adds a few words. As explained in the Be'er Ma'im Chaim, regarding these circumstances, you shall place a knife in your throat if you are a man of spirit. A person is obligated to endanger his life. Rather, to incur such a, um, a grievous sin. According to the Torah, if Shimon finds himself in this situation, at a minimum, he has to put some sort of self-control, not to encourage Reuven, by even making one gesture. That indicates that he approves of Reuven's words. Again, this, you know, we have these conversations. Some guy says, okay, if you don't have... If you don't have the will to tell him stop talking or to rebuke him, okay? But it just, you know, you just want to be like civil. So you just kind of nod your head. You might not even agree, but you by nodding your head or saying, yeah, I hear your point, something like that, you're giving him more fuel to, um, and this is the, the sin of flattery. It's like, it's statements like these or situations like these that the Chachamim say, Mutav shikare adam shote kol yamav. Better a person be called a fool his entire life than be, than be considered wicked in the eyes of Hashem for one moment. 
This is relevant even when Shimon knows that the speaker will not be influenced by his rebuke. <clears throat> so even if he knows that, that he, if he rebukes him, he's not going to listen, it still applies. Because if there was a possibility that he would accept the rebuke, then certainly Shimon would have to rebuke which we're going to talk about in the laws when we get to rule number six. Okay, so that was the 16th and uh, second to last negative commandment. Uh, the last negative commandment that a person could transgress, he says like this, Sometimes a person could do another prohibition. Uh, it's very often we do in our sins one speaks because he's so angry he's so upset at the situation he's also going to curse that person he's going to curse the person that he's speaking about and not only that he's going to curse using Hashem's name even if he uses a language other than, than Hebrew, okay? And that's it. It's brought down Shukhan Aruch. So if you use a language other than Hebrew and you curse in God's name, it's, all, it's a problem. By doing so, he will transgress the prohibition of do not curse a deaf, uh, a deaf person. Um, so, okay, why does the Torah say a deaf person? A deaf person, because you might think, for sure, because a deaf person can't hear you. So, ahad kama kama, certainly a person that could hear you. The, 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 so, the Chachamim tell us, hu afilu Okay, when it says a deaf person, it means that one, even if he curses a deaf person, don't think that you're not going to transgress. Kalva homer, certainly, kol sheken misheeno cheresh, kumar mishpat, like it's written in chosem mishpat. Harechi shavnu shiva We therefore listed 17 prohibitions. That are commonly encountered um, when one speaks even if a person is only speaking to another Jew. But if he want, but if he also informs on a Jew in front of a Gentile, then the sin becomes far greater, it becomes far more severe. Now he becomes like an informer. Which we'll talk about in cloud number eight. Not only that, many of the prohibitions we mentioned have the punishment of death from the hands of heaven. Like we spoke about disparaging a widow or an orphan or and a lot of the other ones talk about your forfeiture of Olam Haba. Like shaming someone publicly, which we spoke about, or glorying uh, oneself by degrading someone else. If one accustoms to violating these sins of Lashon and Rechilut, which we will go more broadly, below. Okay. So we still got a little bit of time because it's early in the week. That means uh, we still got more time to get to the 18-minute uh, mark. So that concludes the lavin, the negative commandments. Now we're going to look at possible positive commandments that you wouldn't be performing as a result of, um, of speaking Lashon Hara. So he writes, Positive commandments that you will transgress by speaking Lashon Hara. 
Hamragel bechaveros, someone who gossips about his fellow, milvad alavin shemaninu leel, over gamken al kama asin. Besides for the negative commandments, you can transgress a number of positive commandments. Vavarem bezat hashem barach echad lechad, and now I'm going to go through them one by uh, by one. Okay, so a uh, little introduction to the first one. Um, everyone recall the episode with Miriam and uh, and Moshe. It's written in uh, Parshat uh, Balotcha. Okay, Miriam approached her brother Aharon uh, with criticism that her that her older, her younger brother Moshe separated from his wife uh, Tzipora without due cause, and uh, you know, what, what, you know, everybody else is uh, with her with her spouses. What does Moshe have the right to go separate from his wife? I guess she was close with her sister-in-law. Okay, and that was unwarranted, and as a result, she was given the punishment of Tzarat for having spoken Nasonara against uh, Moshe. Now, there is actually a positive commandment in the Torah to remind ourselves about this event. And with Zachor, et Hashem Miriam, it's written in Parashat uh, Shoftim, I believe, that we have a positive commandment to remind us, one of the ten Zechirot that we have, uh, the, that we have to remember every single day. Okay, so therefore, number one, over al mitzvat Zachor et Hashem Remember what Hashem your God did to Miriam on the way. So when you speak to Lashon Ara, you are not fulfilling this positive commandment, clearly, because you're not remembering what you did. If you remember what you did, you wouldn't speak Lashon Ara. Which the Torah ca- cautions us. To constantly recall the, verbally the severe punishment. That Hashem brought upon the righteous prophetess Miriam. She only spoke about her brother. And, and, and that she loved so much as herself. She raised on her own knees. We all know the love that Miriam, Miriam saved Moshe's life. This wasn't something that was, that was um, with uh, malintent. Right? This was just something. Just, she, she just wanted to know. Why, why is he separating him from his wife? Risk her life to save from the river. She not disparage him. Only she failed to appreciate his greatness. Um, in, 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 um, uh, but it equated him to other prophets. That was her mistake. She did not speak in his presence to shame him. Or in public, it was even sometimes so quietly, so privately. And not only that, Moshe didn't even care. He wasn't even offended by it. Right? He like, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Anameod, Nikola Adam, as he quotes, all of those good deeds, everything that she did in her life to help Moshe, save Moshe, she was still punished with Sarat for this. All the more so does this apply to these foolish people who ramble boastfully and astoundingly against their fellows. If we had the Beta Midash, I think we'd all be in isolation, okay, for many, many days because of the Sarat and the, the lesions on our bodies or in our clothing or in our homes. And this is the first out of uh, a few, as we're going to see, positive commandments that a person will be transgressing. Speaking of Shana Rabbi Zat Hashem, we'll continue tomorrow.